Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm. Thank you for going on this journey with us. If you've listened to all of our podcasts on the 12 Nutrients of Christmas, thanks. We enjoy you coming with us and taking a look at what we have. I hope you review them and I hope they brought great benefit to you. So now here we are, very near to the end. Hang on, let's go. Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So, let's get right into it. Good morning, guys and gals. It's Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we really do spend every day trying to make 2019 better for you. So, we're going to try and tie some of this together and give you some things to think about. And uh, first of all, just let me say this, it's been a pleasure to do this. I've, I've learned a lot, and part of what I've learned is just how much I didn't know, and I've done more digging and more research, and there's a lot more to get into uh, in regards to all of the interactions and how acid-based fertilizers are affecting things and what they're doing. Last night about two o'clock, or actually this morning about two o'clock, I was doing some additional reading, and I didn't realize that of course I did know that Neil Kinsey uh, was heavily impacted by Dr. Albrecht at Mizzou and last night I ran across an article I did not realize how it was that Dr. Albrecht left Mizzou. He was actually forced out there was a big grant given by a very large company to the university and as I understand it according to this article one of the conditions of taking this huge grant was that Dr. Albrecht was to leave. And so he was forced into an early retirement and basically sidelined and shut up. And I find that very sad, not surprising, but very sad. For I think he was probably the premier, the premier PhD who truly cared about telling farmers the truth and what would make them the most money. However, I think what he was, as I've said, everything that happens in agriculture is good for someone, but oftentimes it's not good for the grower. And I think that Dr. Albrock was, was really focused on what was best for you, and, but it wasn't necessarily what was best for the people who were writing the grants and, and handing out the money. And so, you know, a lot of what we do is prefaced. And I want to be honest and come to you. I, I come into this with biases. We all, anyone that says they're completely unbiased is, I'm going to talk more about this, but I believe the 11th commandment is, Thou shalt not kid thyself. If there were 11th commandment, or if I were to write an 11th commandment, it would be that. Thou shalt not kid thyself. Because oftentimes, we do. And I'm going to come back to that probably multiple times today. But when we get to kidding ourselves, that's when it really becomes dangerous. Because then we start to make decisions based on things that aren't true, that aren't factual. And so, um, you know, that, that's, that's how the industry gets arrives at a bad decision or a bad place. Uh, I want to review that the books we used were the Fertilizer Handbook. Anybody who finds one of these in a used bookstore, buy it. If you can buy more than one, the one for you, I'll take the extras, buy them, and call me immediately. We've used Hands-On Agronomy by Neil Kinsey and Charles Walters, and that's been a very good read as well. Very much available. You can get that. We use a lot of things out of the Agronomy Handbook from Midwest Labs. And you can just do a download and actually get it in a loose leaf, print it off yourself and punch it and put it in a three ring binder. Or you can buy the book for about 10 bucks through Midwest Labs. Uh, we've used a lot and I will today. Briefly, I'm gonna talk about some things here out of Donald Schrieffer's book, From the Soil Up, also available on Amazon. And The Anatomy of Life and Energy by 
Dr. Arden B. Anderson. This guy's just amazing to me. I want to review because it's important to understand what his credentials are. Because I get people that I, I had a couple of individuals who sent me some some food for thought, which was fine, but they were questioning this this Dr. Anderson. And I would like to point out he has a Bachelor of Science in Agricultural Education. He holds a Master's of Science in Public Health. He is a Doctor of Osteopathy in Medicine. He also holds a PhD. And so as we look at all of the things that he does, it's very interesting to me. He was worked uh, as a, had a research assistant also uh, and worked with Dr. Scow, who was a veterinarian. So there's been a whole lot of work done here that's, that's good science, that's been well applied. And I just, I just want to review those books and say where you can get them. I am excited to get to tie this together. So page one, uh, the first thing I wrote down on my note, notes was this. I was reading this week, and again, the, 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 the two buzzwords right now in agriculture are the four R's and soil health. And I could do two to three hours on each one of those. I won't, but I could. Let me address the soil health thing because everything that I'm going to do after this in here is going to be everything we do promotes soil health. And I think the best line I've ever seen regarding the soil health was this. One of the articles said, your soil needs to go to rehab, which I was outraged at. Your soil does not need to go to rehab. If you don't have soil health, you need to go to rehab. Rehab is designed for people who have a bad habit and something they need to quit. So if we are doing something that is creating a lack of soil health, we have to quit that. And I would, I would even suggest that it is not very intelligent to keep doing what I'm doing that's creating a lack of soil health and then institute a bunch of things to try and restore soil health. Now, I'm all for instituting things to restore soil health, but let's not violate the 11th commandment. Thou shalt not kid thyself. These things over here that created the lack of soil health, we have to stop those. The fact that we've always done it that way, the fact that grandpa did it that way, the fact the industry says we should do it that way, I don't care about any of that. And you shouldn't either. The bottom line is, if we're doing something that's destroying soil health, we must quit it. So that being said, don't send your soil to rehab, send yourself. Secondly, the four R's, the right product, the right rate, the right time, the right place. And a fifth one that was added by Travis out of South Dakota called me up one day and said, hey, how about you talk about doing it all at the right speed too? And he's right. The industry doesn't say that, but he's right. That'd be the fifth R. What's the situation? The situation is oftentimes the same people who are preaching the four R's are not marketing the right product. They're not putting on at the right rate. They're not having you apply it at the right time. The time for them that's right is what's convenient for them, not necessarily what the right rate or the right, I mean, what the right time is for you. And they're definitely not having you put it on in the right place because there is a vested interest in the industry to keep doing what they're doing with the infrastructure. One of these five books, 
The author was very upfront in the beginning and said his goal at the beginning of his career was to figure out how he could broadcast everything. That's what he wanted to do more than anything. He wanted to figure out how he could do everything in a broadcast application. And 40 years into his career, he figured out that he couldn't, that it wouldn't work. Today's podcast is brought to you by our new partnership. And I'm super excited about it because as I've looked on here and watched comments, some of the burning topics that you guys are bothered by is how to transition the farm to the next generation, how to better manage our cash flow, how to resolve conflict within a multi-generational family. And our new partnership is going to help you with just that. So check it out at a better way to farm link.com. 40 years in, he figured out, I can't do it. I cannot broadcast everything because it isn't the right rate. It isn't the right time and it isn't the right place. He went on to say, it was Kinsey that said this, he went on in his book and he said, listen, he said, there have been studies done and he called out Iowa State. He said that Iowa State had done some studies and they were talking about foliar feeding and their headlines read, foliar feeding doesn't work. And he said, foliar feeding didn't work for them because they used the wrong product and they burnt the ever living bejeebers out of the crop. They couldn't get it into the crop. He said, they didn't prove that foliar feeding didn't work. They just proved you couldn't foliar feed these products. The fact that we can turn something into a liquid and spray it does not make it suited for foliar feed. And so he talked a lot about how his goal was to do away with all placement, but he couldn't arrive there. The 11th commandment, thou shalt not kid thyself. A candid observation, if we're going to talk about the right product, the right rate, the right time, the right place, we have to be honest and call it out for what it is. Guys, I know there are bazillions of you that use anhydrous. And yet if you'll do the research and do the work, the Anhydrous Institute commissioned studies and they say that once we crossed 80 pounds a year threshold, that we are causing soil damage. We are gonna to have to go to rehab. Not 80 shot, 80 pounds at three shot each for three shots, 80 pounds total for the year. So we've got to look at some alternatives. And I know that that, that doesn't suit, suit well. I'd also suggest that when we're doing that, the rate isn't there and oftentimes the, the timing is terrible. You know, the fact of the matter is, when we fall apply in, we are really violating the 11th commandment. And so it's just one of the many things. Now, one of the things, if you're interested and you want to learn more, I want you to take the initiative and go find Mulder's chart. It's in one of these five books I'm using. I couldn't find it this morning, so I just went on the internet. And I typed in Mulder's chart, and it shows all of the antagonistic and all of the synergistic uh, interactions between nutrients. Folks, the 11th commandment says we can't kid ourselves. And we kid ourselves when we think that N, P, and K are the answer to everything that cures us. I am reminded again, I want to repeat the line, rust on your pickup is not caused by a paint deficiency. The application of a lot of paint will hide the rust. The problem will still be there, it will continue to grow, and it will not be fixed. So we may hide a deficiency of one nutrient by over-applying another. The problem is still there, and the yield loss still exists. Guys, it's time to come clean with ourselves and with the industry and say, yeah, it's true. Potassium is actually very, very much a synergistic type relationship with both manganese and iron. But potassium is also heavily influenced in an antagonistic way by magnesium, 
and phosphate and nitrogen. K and nitrogen work against each other to a large degree, and too much of one will be at the expense of the other. And there are tons and tons. I would encourage you to print this off and look at it, guys, because it really drives home the point of how different things interact with one another. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.